Welcome to Weaving Healing, a judgment-free zone rooted on diverse, pragmatic resources to accompany your journey and strengthening your emotional being. If you are a Latina or Latino que habla inglés, you're home. I am your host, Lorena Saavedra Smith, an immigrant to the U.S. and a holistic therapist with years of experience supporting others to recover from trauma and grief. Bienvenido a casa. We are weaving wisdom together. Hola, hola. Qué bueno que estés aquí. Bienvenida, amiga. Bienvenido, amigo. Today I'd like to talk to you about how we manage anxiety when we are stuck and stuck on the survival mode. I will start with my, my own experience. In the process of addressing my anxiety, I heard messages like, listen to your body, feel your body breathing, And the one that really played with my mind for a long time was just be present. But I remember even questioning myself, what does that mean? I, I think I'm present. I'm here. So I, I am present, right? What more present can I be? Things got a, a bit more abstract when I decided to dive deeper into my healing process. And some of the techniques that I practice called or require a direct contact with my, my physical body. Well, I was not going to do that because my body, being in my body was painful. Every part of me, every single part of my body hurt. So why would I wanted to do that? It was like it was um, invited to wake up to a nightmare. Being like awake from my body and living like a zombie and not feeling anything, but always an alert and looking for danger was the best thing that I could do. I realize now that literally my body was cut off from my mind and I feel disjointed from all and each of the parts that made me whole and complete. Now, this happened because what my body and my mind wanted it to do is to protect me from the painful reality that was causing my distress and my anxiety. <sighs> uh -uh. Mis amores, amigas, I'm taking a breath. Because although this time that I'm sharing with you happened way long back, I still feel present 
and I still feel like I'm going through it right now. So this is what is called the disassociation or this this disengagement response, a disassociative response. And it serves as a kind of this defense mechanism or like an unconscious strategy that the mind used to protect us when we are feeling threatened or when we are in danger. So when we encounter situations that could potentially harm us, like for example, to me was that my immigration status got compromised. It was like a, or there is like a cortocircuito, like a short circuit in the nerve system sends signals to shut down the body, to slow down. So we can self-preserve and conserve energy. So I'm going to give you a picture because I know it's a little, um, abs- these concepts can be a little abstract. So when the signal from the nerve system gets released, that there is a danger. The body, the way that is wired psychologically, gears up to fight or to escape. So when that happens, the internal resources are redirected. When the body prepares for danger, the blood moves away from the process of digestion in the digestive system, and it moves towards the muscles and the limbs. It moves to the arms to fight, and more blood gets in the legs so we can run. Also, the body releases a hormone that is called cortisol from the adrenal glands. This hormone helps the body kind of like to focus on survival, which means that, again, the resources are not distributed evenly to all the functions of the body. So some important functions, like digestion, for example, gets temporarily on hold. Now, a few years, few years um, back, I worked with a client that was in a situation where she was feeling always tired and ex- exhausted and disconnected from the life of the, los- the loved ones, from her children, from her parents, la gente que vive en su país. She kind of feel detached from life. She was um, moving through the motions, like being in, in an autopilot. Her physical health was also reaching a critical point. She didn't even allow herself to stop for a moment, even when she, there was a big loss in her family. She didn't allow herself to grieve her dad. She used to tell me, 
todo es, se pone en la espalda, todo para la espalda, Lorena. Everything, you just put everything on the back. And I remember she saying, I don't have to leave. I just have to survive here. I just have to survive this time. So what was happening is that both her body and her brain were constantly working overtime to achieve the feelings of safety. This constant mental activity requires her to always be constantly looking for danger and hyper alert, which for, or for sure it leads to mental and physical feeling depleted. Going through the motions for too long is simply unsustainable and can leave us feeling disconnected, even from our own bodies, like feeling exhausted, feeling detached and with no, with no point in life. Now, if you or anyone that you know might relate to this situation, it is important that you also are aware that when we feel in danger, that the response is stress. And it, that stress tempts us to stay on a survival mode. It's like riding the wave of the stress, being on a roller coaster, and pushing our way through life, but in reality, no living life. If you or anyone that you know is going through something similar like this, please, please, please remember that you are not alone. You are not alone. You're not broken. You're not damaged. It's just all that you're going through is just a way that you are coping with the challenges that you are facing. Living in autopilot gets kind of familiar. It gets, you get used to it. You get, uh, in a way, comfortable. However, when we make the conscious decision to reclaim, reclaim our autonomy and inhabit our body fully, the positive changes moving from autopilot towards a living, fulfilling, and thriving life is possible and positive as well. Now, I do not want to underestimate the uncomfortable challenges that you or someone that you are not know might be enduring as an immigrant. And I wish I will have a magic solution on how to accelerate the victories in any of the process that you are facing. But considering the emotional responses can variate from person to person, 
I would love to provide you with some solutions to help you to recognize, to evaluate, and to cope with the reactions of threats or triggers that might be causing your body and your mind to freeze, to fight, or to run and escape. And the first one will be to learn to distinguish between what is real and what is uh, perceived or in a in, um, apparent threat, right? So it is important that you know the difference between things that are really dangerous and things that just make you feel scared. To do this, you can pay attention in moments when you're feeling like this, you pay attention on how you feel when you get scared. So for example, noticing the noticing what's going on with your heart, if your heart is beeping, um, beating hard, noticing if your skin gets very hot. And you can also ask yourself if you are actually in danger. If this situation really is a dangerous situation. And if you are, of course, you can figure it out what you can do to be safe. And obviously, life-threatened danger requires immediate responses. Like calling for support or the support line or calling to 911. Another point that I will give you is to pay attention to the activities that you make, avoid <laughs> um, dealing with difficult emotions. And I'm laughing because I remember that I, I used to avoid um, talking to my family. So when you, when we really stress, we might want to start doing things that make us feel better. But that feeling better is only temporary. And some of those, they might not be as good um, if we keep in doing them for, for a long time. And this can include things like, for example, drinking too much uh, or spending too much money on things. It is important to recognize that when we are doing these things, um, then I don't want you to feel bad or be hard on yourself. Instead, is to recognize that you are maybe facing a situation where you're trying to cope with feeling self, feeling of danger. So you, we can try to, you can try to find healthier ways to cope with, with this. For example, asking help if you, if you need to. And that leads me to the, the next tip that I will suggest is like talk to somebody or to someone that you trust. Like for example, a family member maybe a friend from your community, a therapist, 
and and tell when you are feeling overwhelmed. Maybe take a walk around the park with somebody that you that you know cares for you, and and share what is happening. Connecting with others can help you to feel better, and also will help you to learn to live in a more integrated way. Also, it can give you a different point of view because when we are only when we are in a survival mode, we only see through uh, on one dimension. We see life on one dimension. So talking to somebody might give you a different point of view and it help you to feel more grounded and, cer- and certainly it will help you to feel safe. So these are real-time solutions for real-time problems. If you're finding yourself resisting to these concepts, I totally understand you and I totally value you. But maybe create a space and allow yourself to feel how you feel, whatever it is that you're feeling especially hearing these concepts. Because eso, mis amores, that, my friends, that little thing that you are doing just to feel your emotions can be the starting point that will move you from surviving to well-living. So I hope that all these concept, concepts were useful to you and I'm here for you, um, cheering you on. May your wins take you to the safe place you need to be. See you next time. We are weaving wisdom together. <laughs>